0: According to the Moon Jae-in administration's new economic map of the Korean peninsula, the Inner Korean Demilitarized Zone, which encompasses mountains, lowlands, and coastal wetlands, could be transformed into an ecotourism destination. And studies suggest that Korea's DMZ has become an accidental wildlife paradise, a home to hundreds of rare animal species. So now let's bring in Hall Healy, uh, Emeritus Director of the International Korean Foundation past president of the DMZ Forum to hear more on the biodiversity and development potential of the Korean DMZ. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining. In a previous media interview, you described natural diversity in the Korean demilitarized zone as an irony of war. So can you tell us more about it?
1: Yes, uh, the word irony essentially means a contradiction. So in this case, as applied to the DMZ, it's the, the contradiction of the war, of devastation from war, being replaced by uh, this lush, globally unique piece of land called the DMZ. There's nothing like it anywhere else in the world.
0: Um, would you say DMZ is similar to Berlin War?
1: To the Berlin Wall, uh, in the sense that it separates the two, uh, or did, in the case of the Berlin Wall, separated the two Germanys. You could say that. Uh, uh, there has been a green zone established between what, uh, on what was the former border of, of the two Germanies. But mm-hmm. I would say the DMZ is much more, uh, lush, much more, much richer in terms of biodiversity.
0: And you've been involved in the DMZ conserva- uh, conservation work for a long time. And can you tell us more about the work you and your organization have done to protect the cranes and other endangered species in the DMZ?
1: Yes, well, starting with the International Crane Foundation, We've been in existence uh, 45 years to protect the the 15 species of cranes on five continents, and our co our co founder, Dr. George Archibald, uh, spent lots of time in the DMZ actually in the early 1970s, and we've been working in Korea since that time. Uh, most recently, with people like Lee Ki and Lee wooshin Shin and an organization called the Korea Federation for the for Environmental Movement among many others so, and the purpose is to work with farmers in uh in Chowon and other locations that uh, appreciate the value of cranes uh, because you know if we save cranes we're saving not just cranes but the habitats that they live in, which are, in the case of Korea, rice fields and wetlands. And so human beings depend on the same habitat, if you will, the same areas, same land, as, as the cranes and any other species. So we're helping to protect our own species when we're helping to protect cranes.
0: So, uh, what kind of geographical features make the DMZ so special uh, or a perfect habitat for cranes and other kinds of migratory birds?
1: Well, as you pointed out in your introduction, the DMZ is made up of numerous uh, kinds of habitat, uh, including uh, marine, including uh, peatlands, Reed beds, wetlands, uh, woodlands, uh, riverine, and other uh, and farmland and, and other habitat types. Uh, you know, as you know, that 75 percent of the peninsula is is, is mountainous, but uh, the western portion of the DMZ is lowland and much of it rice uh, 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 wetlands which is very conducive to farming of rice. So it's an ideal habitat for for those birds.
0: And of course you're an expert about cranes and other migratory birds but can you tell us more details about biodiversity and the DMZ area?
1: Well, I did a, a study back uh, 11 years ago that showed there were about 3500 species of plants and animals in the DMZ. I heard more recently that with additional research, they're finding that there may be close to 6,000 species of plants and animals, uh, including many that are rare or endangered, and uh, some that are found only on the Korean Peninsula and specifically in the DMZ. Um, I'm thinking of a fish species. But it's it's home to many other kinds of things, uh, dozens and dozens of bird species, along with two two crane species, the cheetarumi and the Tarumi, uh white-naped and the red-crowned cranes.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were involved in Ambian project. So can you tell us what that project was about?
1: The an- Ambian project was an outgrowth of our early. Uh, work on the Korean Peninsula uh, grew out of a concern that someday uh, there might be reunification, which would be a good thing, Uh, but along with reunification there might be development of what is now just a very unique area uh, that has been left alone for close to 70 years. And because of the concern that it might be developed, particularly in areas where uh, the cranes ha- uh, live, um, the, the flatter areas, uh, the western portion, we approached uh, scientists in North Korea to see if we could develop a project to help cranes there, because traditionally they had stopped and even stayed over winter in various areas in North Korea but because of uh, the the loss of fertilizer in the early 90s and uh, not having enough food for for people, much less cranes, Um, uh, the cranes came to the DMZ and the CCZ, the civilian control zone. So we were hoping to restore some of the habitat in North Korea. But most importantly, we wanted to begin with helping the people uh, have more food to eat themselves. So we, we developed a project with North Korean scientists to do just that. And they, in turn, once once there was more food for, for people, which included more rice, and that's what cranes eat, then there was more for, for the cranes. So both humans and both people and the cranes were helped by this project.
0: Well, wow, so that was a great project to help both people and the crane and preserve them at the same time. Um, with President Moon Jae-in's latest remark about turning DMZ into an ecotourism destination, are you worried that more inter-Korean interaction and economic development uh, may destroy or damage the nature and biodiversity in that area?
1: Well, ecosystem services are a wonderful thing. Uh, they monetize or put a financial value on uh, natural resources, such as the carbon sequestration that the BMZ offers, uh, cleaning up polluted or contaminated water through the wetlands and, and other uh, elements. But if you overdo ecotourism, then, then you, you run the, the risk of destroying the very base for those services. So as long as it's done in, in, uh, in appropriate balance, maintaining the resources that you're gaining financial value from, then that's just fine. But the, the whole purpose behind uh, this rapprochement, if you will, is to have uh, an enhanced peace, an enhanced relationship between the two Koreas. And if that's the, the foundation of it, I think that conservation of natural resources can be a part of it and be, uh, be a benefit to both countries.
0: Okay, that was Mr. Hall Hilly, Emeritus Director at the International Crane Foundation. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.